Thank you, Cam. Thank you, Alex. Good evening, everyone. Uh, keep your Bibles open because it's nice to follow along uh, and see what's being said. All right, why don't we pray as we dig into God's Word this afternoon? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we can spend time together as your people, that you speak to us through your Word and that you reveal yourself to us. Please give us ears to hear and hearts to understand what you have to say to us today. Amen. All right. Have you ever been in a situation where you thought that something is normal, just a regular part of your everyday life, but then you go to a camp, you go to a friend's place, and you realise that, hey, this thing is actually pretty weird. Not everyone does this. Uh, A very simple example of this is the way that you put toilet paper on the toilet paper holder. Do you go over the top or do you go underneath? Over the top? Yeah? I was told by one of the gentlemen this morning that apparently the patented way is over the top and if you don't do it that way, you might be breaking patent law. So uh, I'll leave that there. There are other things as well, like wearing shoes inside. Uh, Before I moved out of my parents' house, I had no problem with traipsing dirty shoes through the house. But now that Benita and I are responsible for cleaning floors, we have grown to appreciate other ways of doing things. Culture is an important thing. We each have our own culture, and like we have our Australian culture, we have our family culture, we have our school culture, uh, we have a church culture. And oftentimes things in these various spaces are done because that's just the way they get done. And often the way that we do things isn't always the best way. Now, there's a guy on TikTok called Sidney Raz, and he spends his time posting videos about the things he didn't know until his 30s. So for some of you guys, these life hacks might change your life, but uh, I think it'll change everyone's life. Here's something I wish I knew before I was in my 30s. Travel pillows go in front. I'm so comfy. 30% chance of rain does not mean there's a 30% chance of rain. It means 30% of the forecasted area might get rain. You can stop a pot from boiling over by putting a wooden spoon on it. How to tie a robe. You don't put the rope in the back. Take it out, put it in the front, and then it's nice. And tighter! This plunger is not for toilets. Sink and drain plunger, not for use in toilets. This is a cup plunger, meant for sinks and drains. This is a flange plunger, meant for toilets. There are different types of plungers. Yes, there are different types of plungers. Uh, Before I watched this video, I did things in a certain way, and after watching this video, I am tempted to change the way that I do a few things, especially that pot one. I think that'll save a lot of cleaning up. 
uh, as Alex has said before, we are doing a 100-day series, and we're up to the point where we're thinking about our culture as a church and identifying what our church culture is. And it can be a really tough thing to do. I've had it explained to me that being a part of a culture is like being in a fishbowl. But to identify and change culture, we need to be like a person looking in. If you're inside a fishbowl, you just see what's around you and you know you kind of just go with the flow. But if we're looking into a fishbowl, we're able to see if the water needs changing, if the filter's broken and that needs to be fixed, or if the way that the fish swims around might not be the best way. Maybe like one of those examples shown in the video. So as we think about culture, we've got the parable of the sower to aid us. If you've been keeping up with the readings, in day 15 and day 16 of the 100 Days Bible reading plan encourages us to think about our church culture and where we are at using the four different types of soil that Jesus identifies in Matthew 13. Are we a church like the first type of soil, the path where the seeds are sown and don't even take root? Are we like the second soil, the rocky ground, where seeds take root, but at the first sign of adversity, they wither and die? Are we like the third soil, where there are thorns which slowly take over? Or are we like the good soil, where the seeds take root and grow? As I've been reflecting on this and having conversations with other people, it's actually been really encouraging, because our church culture is really positive. We're a combination of both the thorny soil and the good soil, We're a church who is willing, ready and eager to grow and to share the gospel, but we're not perfect and there are things which fight for priority over the gospel in our lives and in the life of our church. As Jesus is telling this parable, we find out that the seed is the news of the kingdom, the gospel message. And so as a church and as individuals, we are sowing this seed out into our community. And as a church, we have so many great wins and things to celebrate as we identify as good soil. I want you to think back to last year, uh, especially over Christmas. Um, in the, at 10am, we had a Christmas, Christmas creation service, and the church hall was absolutely packed out with heaps of visitors who heard the gospel perhaps for the first time that year. Each time we run an Andu Cares or a Super Sunday, we reach many different people who, again, may not have heard the gospel at any other point. And if you think about all the extracurricular ministries we have running in our church space, We have Andu Plays, we have Andu itself, we have Oasis, which is the seniors ministry, we have all the youth groups that you guys come along to. How many different people do you think we reach with the gospel in these ministries? You might remember that as a church we're praying to reach 500 different unique people this year uh, and I'd say we've probably got pretty close to that already. As a church, we're becoming more and more prayerful with our pre-service prayer meetings where everyone who's serving gets together and prays. These prayer sessions are open for anyone, so come along and join in for a great time of encouragement and prayer. And this is such a win as we rely on God and spend more time talking to him. And we've also seen quite a few new people join us at OAC over the last few years, which is such a blessing and such a joy, and it's a reason to celebrate And even us doing this 100 days series together is a massive win as we read the Bible together, but separately, and we can encourage each other as we do so. As we sow the seed of the gospel into our community, God has been so good and he blesses us as we do, which is something that we should celebrate. As a church, we are healthy and we're growing in maturity, but we do have to be careful that we don't stagnate 
and be like fish in the fishbowl, unable to identify when the water is dirty and needs changing. Up on the screen, there's a bell curve diagram uh, which shows the life cycle of a church. Now, as we've been thinking about culture, this diagram has come up uh, and it's also really encouraging because you don't really want to be down on that side uh, of the bell curve. But as a church, we're probably around here uh, as a whole, but shoots are going up as we start a new curve, which is also hugely encouraging. Here at Night Church, we're probably around there as well. So keep praying for that as we grow as a service and as we grow as a church, that we'll continue to think of new ways to improve what we do, to share the gospel and to sow the seed of the gospel out into our community. As we look at growing as a healthy church, I said earlier that we're a combination of good soil and thorny soil. So what thorns do we need to cut away and how do we do this? In our passage in verse 7, we see Jesus' description of the thorny soil, that the seeds did take root, but that the thorns grew up and choked them. As we live for Christ, there are many things that try and take God's place as king of our lives, both in our personal lives and in the life of our church. And so we need to reflect on our lives and to see what these different things are that try to take the top spot. Now, you've got 30 seconds at your table. I want you to try and have a think. What things, uh, either for you personally or just in general, do you think try and take priority over God in our lives? Go. Alright, let's bring it back. Does anyone have any examples that they'd like to give? Yeah? Declan? That's a solution. <laughs> I don't know if it's a, it's a real good one, but thank you for sharing. <laughs> Does anyone else have anything that they'd like to share with us? I heard a few, I did hear a few good ones from this table. Gaming, yeah? Friends, yeah, for sure. Family, school, yeah, in what, Instagram, social media, yeah, anything else, (laughs) Flinders, no, there are lots of different things in our life and some of the things that we mentioned are really good things and we should make them important in our lives, but we need to be careful that they don't take over. Say you're at family, for example. Family is really important, but if you're not bringing them along to church, reading the Bible, praying for them, they're missing out on the most important thing of all. Social media. Social media is a good thing. It means you can catch up with your friends, but if you're spending more time trying to to work out what filter you want to use or just scrolling through fishing for likes than you are reading the Bible. Again, you're missing out. As a church, 
there are things as well. If we get caught up in just the doing of things and if we become prideful in the successes that we have, we might stop relying on God and be tempted to think that we are the ones who are changing lives when in fact we are just the sowers of the seed and it's God who changes lives. If we let the thorns in our life take over, we'll be just like the description that Jesus gives from Isaiah in our passage. When Jesus is is explaining why he teaches in parables, he presents a black and white situation. Either we are with him or we are against him. There's no middle ground. Every person has a choice to make, to open their eyes and to hear and to understand with their hearts and be healed or not and to reject Jesus. All of this is in God's hands. Every person still has a choice to make, but God is still Lord over everything. Now, I don't know if you're guilty of this, but sometimes when Benita asks me to do something, I will say yes, uh, but I don't actually process what she's asked me to do. Some of you guys might have experienced that with your parents, or parents, you might have experienced that with your kids. I nod my head and I say yes, but at that moment I haven't actually listened. And we need to make sure that we're not doing that when we come to church. Hearing God's word and letting it go in one ear and out the other. Seeing God working but never actually perceiving it, keeping our eyes closed to Jesus. Now, when I realise what I've done uh, in just saying yes to be but not listening, I apologise and I ask her to repeat herself. I did check this with her and she said, yeah, you do that. Luckily for us, God is always willing to work in us and through us if we repent and ask him to. So do ask God to help you prune back the thorns in your life as we grow together as a church, to sow the gospel into our community. As I said before, God is in the business of changing lives, which is so good for us. But we also need to understand that being good soil doesn't mean a pain and temptation-free life. In my old job, I was a gardener, and I would service many different plants, but I would do the same ones week in, week out. And even when putting fresh soil from Bunnings into a pot or a garden bed, I'd still have to go back each week to water, to feed, to trim, to clean, uh, to clean out the trash, uh, to keep the plant growing and healthy. There was constant work to do maintenance so that the soil was fresh and ready to go. If we missed a week or two, the plant might be fine, uh, but they would quickly deteriorate and then die. And weeds would grow up and we'd find more cigarettes and you know what to do with in the base of the plants. As a church, we need to be constantly moving towards Christian maturity, growing up in our faith and not standing still. And this is something that we don't have to do alone. Ask God to continue to transform you to be more and more like Jesus and to be more and more like the good soil so that you hear God's word and allow it to take root in your life. And we also have each other to encourage as we love and care for each other. And as we do that, keep an eye out. Talk to your friends, see what they're struggling with. Maybe you can help them in a loving way to overcome something that's taking priority in their life that's not God. Self-improvement is very popular at the moment, isn't it? I think it's a good thing. Uh, And you only have to look at the rise of uh, self-improvement celebrities and influencers to know that it's becoming more popular. The cosmetics industry is booming because, you know, we all want to look good. And there's a fantastic show on Netflix called The Glow Up where makeup artists go head-to-head to to see who is the most talented. It's a fantastic show, uh, and you know that something's hip and with it if Netflix makes a show about it. 
The fitness industry is booming because being fit and looking physically good is really popular. You've got Chris Hemsworth and his Centre Fit program, and you have a plethora of internet celebrities who make a living off posting fitness clips like Juji Mufu, uh, you've got Tiff Hall and Michelle Bridges, among others. Cosmetic surgeries are also very normal. And as with my other examples, you know that it's an in thing because we have famous cosmetic surgeons, like the two dudes from Botched. Even online, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, all have filters to change the way that we look. I remember when Snapchat was first a thing and there was only five filters on it at a time. But now it takes you five minutes to find the one that you want. All of these things change a person's outward appearance. And we see that more and more we show who we are through what we wear, through the accessories that we wear. We be our best self through fitness, wellness, health. We show who we want to be through filters online. We do all of this for our outward appearance, but what are we doing for our spiritual health? How do we show our spiritual identity to those around us? As I said before, are we spending as much time asking God to change us as we are scrolling through Instagram? Do we spend as much time in God's word or in prayer as we do getting ourselves ready to look good in the morning? One way to grow in Christian maturity is to be a part of a Christian group, coming along to night church, coming to youth group, being a part of a growth group. If you are, make it a priority in your life. Even if you've got homework, try and go along. If you've still got work to do, still try and go along so you can grow in your faith and encourage others. In the parable of the sower, Jesus gives us a mission. We are to sow the seeds of the gospel into our community. Whether or not a person is like the good soil and the gospel message takes root, or if they're like the person who Jesus describes in verses 14 and 15, is not actually on us. It's not on how well we talk. It's not on how good our programs are. We have a responsibility to sow the seeds and the rest is up to God. Are we a church who is ready to sow seeds and trust that God will make those seeds grow? I say that we are. I say that we've been doing it. Are we a church who realises that we sow and that the numbers who come to faith are in God's hands and not ours? So we can celebrate anyone who does come along and becomes a follower of Jesus. And we can mourn those who don't, but we don't let that sadness take over because we know that God is in control. Culture is key, and we as a church are ready to be sowers of the gospel as we trust that God is preparing the people around us like the good soil to be ready to hear his word and let it take root in their lives. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for giving us the ability to think critically and to reflect on our culture. Thank you for blessing us here and pointing us and leading us in a direction which enables us to share your word with those around us. Help us to be faithful sowers, to trust in you as we do this, and please work in us to make us more like Jesus and to make us more like that good soil. Amen.